Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Happy New Decade. Yeah. Welcome to the Dungeon Pastors. I'm Derek White, and this is... Stephen Taylor. All right. So today, Derek, we are going to talk about Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. And specifically, um, we thought we'd... uh, you know, do that really annoying thing of showing off our Christmas presents and going, ooh, look what we got. Um, but just talking about gifting and being there and all that stuff, that all the lovely stuff that comes with Christmas, that is actually a sign of, you know, the best gift that we've ever had. That's true. Uh, the greatest gift of all. Uh, I know it sounds cheesy. I, I know that you hear it all the time during this time of year, but the greatest gift of all is Jesus coming into the world, Jesus, the Savior of the world. For Christians, this is something that is essential to our faith and uh, part of the tradition that has sprung up around this season, especially uh, in the last couple of hundred years, has been the giving and sharing of Christmas gifts, which has its joys and its flaws, uh, but uh, we're going to go with the joy part because we got some cool stuff for Christmas, and we hope you got cool stuff for Christmas. So we want you, we want to share that with you. Plus, we we hope a lot of our gaming friends are watching this podcast, and uh, so we want to give you some ideas for some games you may want to try out, and some other things you may want to do during the coming year. Because that's what we want you to do. We want you to play games with your friends and your family over the next year. Uh, You know, it's 2020, so get a clear vision. (laughs) See what I did there? Get a clear vision for the games you want to play. I'm out. I'm out. You're out. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. My church has already heard heard that saying a few times, and they're going to hear it a lot more. (laughs) Uh, You know, when you when you got a guy who's nearsighted and wore glasses all his life, it's perfect perfect fun for the new year. Uh, but yeah, that's what we want you to do. We want you to uh, to think about the games you're going to be playing over the new year. And we want you to take time to relax and have fun with your friends and family. You certainly do. So do you want to start? Sure, I'll start. Uh, let's start with some games I have not opened yet. Uh, my mother-in-law has been awesome this year, as well as my brother-in-law. They, uh, after, you know, being married to their daughter for 26 years, that's right. I just celebrated a few weeks ago, my 26th wedding anniversary. And so they've kind of learned me. That's a Southern expression. They <laughs> learned me and, uh, not Southern Wales, but Southern United States. And, uh, this is one of the games they got me rock, paper, wizard. And so it's like, these were games I was looking at. They, they got me this year, things that I was not expecting. Plus, they were things I'd been looking at and debating. And I haven't had a chance to play this one yet because they've already gone back home. But it's a game where you're, the players are spellcasters who have just defeated a mighty dragon. And jealous greed has gripped them all. And so it sounds like wonderful fun. And if you've ever played a game of D&D, you know what it's like when you loot the treasure. You know, everybody's trying to cry out dibs and grab the first thing. So I'm wondering if this might be a game you could incorporate into your D&D session just as a bit of fun when it comes to the party splitting up treasure. So I'm looking forward to trying that one out. 
though it is, it's by WizKids, which is a really great company. They put out lots of wonderful products and has a short play time, but it is 14 plus in age. So for me, uh, uh, I couldn't really play this one with my son because he's only 10. I could play it with our daughter. Um, and in fact, that reminds me of one game that we got that I forgot to bring out, but I will talk about it. I'll put this over here. Another game I've got, very common uh, game many people have known about for years is called Settlers of Catan. I got the Dice of Catan this year, which if you don't have that, check it out. You can even solo play that game. It was a lot of fun. It, it has uh, mechanics similar to Yahtzee. Uh, but there is strategy involved, and I will say my daughter beat me in both the basic and the advanced version, and so normally that would sour my liking of a game to lose two games in a row, but I, I don't have that box. It's in the other room, but if you get a chance, check out the Dice of Catan. It's one of those games you could probably even find an app for it or make an app for it really easy to play. So, so th those are the first two that I'll share with you is – a rock, paper, wizard, and the dice of Catan. So what do you got for us, Stephen? I've not got loads this year, um, but what I did get was expensive-ish. Yeah, <laughs> expensive. So that's why it's small. Um, so I'll go with what my wife, my beautiful, beautiful wife has got me uh, that I'm very excited about. And you'll see a theme as well um, throughout the things I've got this year. So the first one is, this is the Cook's Guild for Guild Ball. Wow. So for those who can't see, um, it is, uh, pardon me, six miniatures, uh, some scenery, a goalpost, and a ball for the game of Guild Ball. And they're all cooks in this one. Um, so I'll just open it up quickly. And Guild Ball has become one of your top favorite games, I know. Yeah, it definitely is. It's I mean, I've never been into football, but for some reason add medieval like murdering to it, and suddenly it becomes really interesting. And for my American viewers, when Steven says football, he means real football. You know, the one with strategy, not the one where you have to wear a ton of pads to keep from getting a concussion. He's talking about what we call soccer. But if I had a choice between watching American football or British football, I would choose British football because it is a, a beautiful sport. And I, I'd probably turn the telly off, but that's, that's just me. Um, so there's, there's those models here without the plastic on it. I don't know how clear it is for people. But they're just funny figures as well. There's, Show us the fat one. Show us the fat, us the fat one. So yeah. this guy is a guy called Roast. Um, and Roast is armed with uh, two cleavers, and one of his special abilities is every time that he gets hit by an attack, they bounce off his belly and move an inch away. Get off my just, belly! It's great. I um, love that. I love that. That reminds me of wrestling. You know, <laughs> you, uh, you know, wrestling. It, it yes. reminds me of that. It, you know, those guys, they would just punch and they'd bounce off. That's wonderful. What you got next? What's up next? Uh, you've got Sugar which is a woman who looks a little bit like the Vicar of Dibley, I always think, uh, or will when I painted her. Uh, and she's just running and is going to hit you around the head with a frying pan, because why not? Um, I love the Vicar of Dibley. That was a great series. Oh, it's amazing series. series. Amazing series. 
Um, and then their mascot is a, uh, I think he's a ferret. He might be a stoat. But, uh, well, what is a stoat? I'm not familiar with a stoat. I know what a ferret is, but what's a it's stoat? It's very similar to a ferret. Okay. He says, as if he knows. <laughs> yeah. I, think yeah. I know what a ferret near, is, but I don't uh, know what a stoat is. Yeah. They, they live mostly near water, I think. Then you've got that goalpost, which is a giant pot of um, boiling food. Which will again look better when it's painted, and their ball, which is a pork shoulder, which yeah is great. For now you're making me hungry. Yeah, oh, I'm feeling hungry too. Um, hungry for victory? What? No. So also inside the box, I've not punched this yet because I've not painted them yet. Um, you get all the little tokens that you need. For it, so things that help you know when you've used various abilities, um, the influence that lets you do things, the momentum points, things that you know when people are on fire, uh, and you get little markers as well, um, and you get the the names of the different characters on little dials that all fit together, which is really nice. And I thought well, well, you know, Stephen, well. I, I just had an idea for guild balls for you. Hmm. Uh, our friend Ashley Mowers with the Min Max podcast yes. really hates squirrels. And so you need a miniature squirrel mm. instead of the stoat or ferret. <laughs> and just uh, have, if she ever plays the game, she should, you know, try and toss the squirrel in the pot. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> yeah. Or we could just send her a lot of miniature squirrel figures. We call in, in, Tiny in the Schools of Doom. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. I'm pretty sure this also came with, obviously I've opened it and I've painted, uh, spray painted the base of them. Um, it is meant to come with cards as well. I must have taken those out and put them somewhere. Um, but you can also print them off for free. And the good thing about Guild Ball, if you are interested in it, all the rules, all the cards, and even little uh, standees that you can print out are all available for free online. I'll put a link to that at the bottom of this podcast or video cast later. That's awesome. So, because I've only got uh, three things to show, I'll move back to you now. <laughs> okay. Well, this next one up is one that I shared on our game, uh, our game board game recommendations and things like that. And I talked about this, that I was giving it to the family. Make sure I have that up for Christmas. This is Mhotep. I had not played it when I shared it because this was our family Christmas board game. And I got to play this with my wife, my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law this Christmas holiday. And this was a blast. Now, one of the things about it is I just love the mechanic, but the, one of the, the great thing is, okay, you've got to get your ships to the various things and get the points that are on the cards. But what I like about it is on your turn, you can move a ship that's loaded down with somebody else's stuff and move <laughs> them to just a horrible spot for them. <laughs> and I love that mechanic in a game because everybody in the game was trying to get the immediate points. And I did what the good long-term gamer does. I was going for end of the game points and I won. So I liked it because of course I won. But it was a lot of fun. The craftsmanship is excellent. Well made. Uh, I really did enjoy this. But one of the big things I really like 
about gaming in the modern world is this. We're sitting there, we're trying to look through the rule books, but only one person can look through a rule book at a time, right, Stephen? And so I said, you know what? Let me just go on YouTube and see if somebody has done a video on this game. And of course, they had. And it was a seven to eight minute video. I streamed it from my phone straight to the TV. My mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, and myself, we all watched it. And afterwards, my mother-in-law said, I really enjoyed this game. It was easy to pick up and easy to learn, unlike some of those other more difficult games you pull out. Well, you know, I began to think about it, and I realized a number of those other games aren't as difficult as you would think. Uh, it's just that before we tried to explain the rules, instead of watching a six to eight minute intro video, and we were all able to watch that video, and what we did was we paused the video while we set up and did that and it made the play so much better so much faster so I, I just want to tell you if you're introducing friends and family to a new game if you can find a six to eight minute introduction video and you can put it up somewhere for us we were playing in the living room on the coffee table uh, with the tv right there so it made it a lot easier but if you can do that uh, especially with your non-gaming family, I think that's going to be a great way to do that. And uh, after the video, I'm going to share with the link with Steven on how to play Imhotep, and we're going to put that video in the show notes and link you to that as well. But Imhotep is just a massively fun game, tremendous replay value. Uh, it has advanced versions. It all kinds of fun stuff to do with that game. And it has, uh, it, it's for two to four players. And again, the playtime isn't that long, which I like. You probably do it in about 30 to 45 minutes. So, so I, I highly recommend Imhotep. Uh, it was a blast. So what do you got next for us, Stephen? Well, do, you, do you have two more, right? You have two uh, more. Yes, two more. Okay. Um, so the next one is um, the second thing that my wife got me. Uh, which are the navigators. So the first oh. one are the cups, these ones are the navigators. Um, and I've actually had time to paint these because on Thursday I'll be having my first match with them. Oh, so great. I wanted to make sure that they looked good. Now, where will uh, you be gaming at? Where will you be gaming uh, at on Thursday? At a friend's house. Oh, okay. one. Uh, so a, uh, a person who comes along to one of the board game nights that I run also plays Guild Ball. And he's asked me if I'll go around and play. So that's what we're nice, going to do. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, now your current job has you off for the next few days, right? You're it does, yeah. Off. I'm not back in until Monday. That's wonderful. I'm taking this week off too because for some reason, after the season of Advent, Christmas Day, and the day, Sunday after Christmas, I'm worn out. I don't know why. No, I can't, can't possibly think what it might be that's, uh, that's telling you us now. Yeah, I, I wish I could hibernate for about a month, but it yeah, that well. uh, that's probably what you need to be fair. Because you do about three months worth of work in one week, in one month. Well, even in one week, to be fair, it, it feels weeks. like it sometimes. It feels yeah. like it. Um, so the Navigators Guild, um, the last one will cooks navigators, as you can imagine, are seafarers. Um, so there's their ball, which is a little nice. Blue. 
Nice. Um, I guess that's why they call it Guild Ball. Indeed, oh, yes. Uh, it's Guilds <laughs> playing football, and in oh, the, the fluff for the game, uh, fluff is the law. The law is the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We use fluff. We use fluff over here. You know, yeah, uh, I'm not fluff. saying that for any of our listeners or viewers who, uh, who haven't come across those terms before. I was like, fluff is law. Oh, hang on. They might not know what law is. So the story that goes behind it. Um, so they play this game of football in, instead of having massive wars, because the massive wars ruined the world before and killed lots and lots of people. Uh, so there's their net, which is a giant um, steering wheel slash compass. That's all. That's Steers. gorgeous. Hold that one back up. I want to get. I want them to get a better look at the detail on this because I I've already seen some pictures of this one. Look, look at that. The detail on this figure is really great. And uh, Stephen doesn't think he does a great painting job, but I, I think he did an excellent job on that. One. I did an all right job on it. Well, for those of us whose hands are like this, you know, <laughs> the hands are always shaking. <laughs> Their mascot is an albatross. Nice. nice. And then you've got uh, each of these come with a piece of scenery as well. In their case, their scenery is a telescope with a little chest with a map on it. Now, now what size are these? Are these 28 millimeter? I think so. I've not actually measured them, but yeah, they will be. They're the same size as Warhammer models. See, so. that's what I like because uh, for for uh, my Dungeons and Dragons friends, man, that's something that has a multiple purpose. You could use that in a D and D game easily. Oh, easily, and to be a really nice set piece actually for uh, if you did a pirates, Kevin. And that, that's what's good about these as well. You only need one of these boxes to play the game. Because right. you're only going to be playing one side of them, and they they come out at about well, the this these particular boxes are about forty five pounds each, about sixty dollars ish. See, I'm going to check American price. And the, the new ones come out at about seventy or eighty dollars, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, whilst it's checking, I'll show off some of the other models I've got. This one's Fathom, who's going to be my main goal scorer. One thing I decided to do with these was try painting, pardon me, try painting black skin tones, which I've never done before. But some of the characters are meant to be black skin. That's in the artwork for them. Um, to hold the box up, we can see. You know, there's uh, three in there who are black skin tones. So I thought, well, I'll make them all black skin tones. It makes sense for it. So I'm really pleased with how it came out. This guy's called Ebb. He's there uh, kissing his medallion. Uh, he'd make a really good monk in D&D if you wanted to choose him for that. He's got that sort of aesthetic to him. We've got a guy called Horizon who looks a lot like Sid from Final Fantasy VII for anybody who's uh, ever seen that. We've got Windfinder who's the, the captain of the guild and she's got her little rapier cutlass there and then finally the one that i'm the most pleased with how he's come out is a guy called azimuth oh gorgeous and he's just is that uh, a trident it's, it's a trident and a net oh sweet oh, so his uh, his ability is to net people and knock them down as he's fighting yeah. it's it's just really 
a lovely set of miniatures. And again, you look inside the box. Now, I know full well I've got those cook cards somewhere. I'm going to have to find them. But you get the cards that give all the abilities. Nice. And they're double-sided as well, so... Now, with these sets, do you still need the starter set as well, or do these sets... You don't need the starter set. Okay. I will show off the starter set in a moment. It's behind my head. Uh, okay. For those who are watching. Yeah, yeah. That does come with the game board, with all the measuring things that you need, and with two starting guilds as well for you. And that comes in at the same price as one of these boxes. Actually cheaper than the new uh, boxes that you can get as well. well. That box retails, I was looking up, that box retails anywhere from $35 to $40 US yep. uh, through Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the expansions you have are anywhere from $40 to $60 US. Yes. So yeah. it varies. It, it does vary. These boxes and the starter set are currently not in print as well. Because they've just really? changed, yeah. They've changed the factory that are making them. Yeah. So if you if you want it now's a good time to pick it up because it will start being more. You can see how the little tokens that I showed before come out. There's a big one that shows where smelling salts get thrown, and this is the little HP dial for one of the characters, and you can just roll it around and show how much health they've got left. Nice. Which is a nice touch. Nice. Um, but again, they've they've stopped doing that with the new packs that are coming out because they're trying to save um, on plastic packaging and things. So when I get to my next Christmas present, you'll see what that looks like. <laughs> I've talked for ages, so I shall pass back to you, Derek. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to try and because I painted it all, so I was like, "Oh, it's just really the mold." <laughs> I've already given out quite a few shout outs to my mother-in-law. So uh, I'm going to give yet an even bigger shout out to her now. Uh, I want to give this kind of an introduction here. Uh, I am a hard person to buy gifts for during Christmas. And there's multiple reasons for that. One of the big reasons that I'm hard to buy for is because, well, generally I've already got most things that I want. But I also have a number of friends in the gaming publishing industry who have who will gift me with things as well, and which is nice. I always love that. And if it's something I like and enjoy, I'll review it uh, positively or negatively. And I tend to do that or give them some feedback. So I have friends in the gaming industry who will uh, often send me product. So there's no real need for me to buy a whole lot of gaming stuff unless it's something that's hard to get a hold of, you know, Beetle and Grimm, Beetle and Grimm. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Uh, but but this, these are a couple of things my mother-in-law gave me, which just really blew my mind because these were things I would really like, but would not have thought about getting for myself. And the first one is this, this little strap here that you can put on your journal for your pens. I st- uh, I still write sermons and things out by hand. So that's really nice to have. But the other thing she gave me with it is the journal. And this is a dot matrix journal. And by that, I mean, it has dots instead of it being a graph journal or a lined journal. It is a dotted journal. And this is perfect 
the perfect type of journal for campaign notes. So for instance, I'm going to be running uh, a few Call of Cthulhu games at GaryCon that I'm writing up the scenarios for it, and I'm going to be drawing out uh, the uh, places they're going and some of the scenes, and I'll probably draw them out by hand because I'm not great with computer graphics, and it'll be nice to sketch them out. So I'm going to be using this dot journal for my notes for the Call of Cthulhu games I'll be running at GaryCon in March, and it gives me a nice little thing because, as my mother-in-law said, Derek, you're always losing pens and pencils. So this <laughs> is absolutely excellent. Oh, twins, because I've got one. Twins, yes, yes. All right, there we go. And so I love that. And then she gave me this one, and this one's so nice. I don't even know if I, I'll have the nerve to write in it. She gave me another journal. She knows me too well. I love journals. And this is a leather-bound journal with just blank pages in it. So I like that. I'm enjoying that. But the piece de resistance, the piece de resistance was this. I was not expecting this. It blew my mind. And for our listeners who, who cannot view uh, this, what this is, this is a dice tray. It's a portable a faux leather dice tray, and it's easy to put together. You snap it together, and excellent. And I have wanted one of these. It's just, again, not something I would have picked up for myself, not something I would have looked into, uh, but I've eyed them. I mean, I have dice towers like a lot of gamers do, but I end up going and gaming at different places, and I don't always want to bring my dice tower because my dice towers get dinged and broken and get chips on them. And my dice tower is really nice. So I tend to use those for home gaming. So having a nice portable dice tray is a really good idea. And so what goes with a good dice tray? Well, dice. Now these dice, for those who are watching, are metallic dice. Ooh, I have had a love hate relationship with metallic dice. I've had a number of metallic dice over the years and I do not have a brand name on this. I do not know where they came from. I don't know what company makes them. And if you do, please put, put that information in the comments because these are some of the best feeling metal dice I've ever had. But the other thing I like about them, let me hold this up to the camera. The other problem I've had with metallic dice is I couldn't see the numbers. And the numbers on this are so clear and so vibrant. And they're even raised a little bit. And I don't know if you get the Michael pick this up. Can you hear that, Stephen? Yes, you can hear yeah. that. That is just a beautiful thump. And the best part is I didn't rate waste any 20s when I practice rolled. <laughs> I don't want to waste Sometimes time. with dice as well, it can be quite hard to distinguish between 15 and 12. They yeah. look very similar. That's not a problem with those dice. It was really, each number is very clear what number it is. So. Clear and distinct. It is probably one of the best looking dice sets I've had in a long time. And you're talking to a guy who loves his dice. If Daniel Fisher's watching, Daniel Fisher will probably be jealous because our friend Daniel Fisher over at Inroads Ministries, he collects dice like a madman. So that whole little set right there came from my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. So Nancy Johnson, if you're watching this one, thank you so much. Uh, shout out to you for your level of awesomeness and uh, just what you did there. I'm, I'm just, as Stephen would say, I'm chuffed. 
I am so chuffed. And uh, she just, you know, being married to her daughter for so long, she's come to know me. And this year she just went up over and beyond. I, I tell everybody I must have been a really good boy this year. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but, but thank you because these are things that I wanted and these are things that I will be using, which is great because sometimes we get these Christmas gifts we want and we get them, we look at them and it's great to have them, but we never get a chance to use them. These are Christmas gifts I will be using. Yes. So, and they're excellent go. ones as well. She definitely knows you well. She is. She, she does. She does. <laughs> Uh, I feel for her sometimes how well she knows me, <laughs> poor lady. But yeah, that's why I tell people, man, how weird can you get that you've got a great relationship with your mother-in-law? Yeah, I, I was very lucky and I had a very close relationship with my mother-in-law. That's wonderful. Yeah, I know for well she'd have probably got me some Guild Ball models, Guild Ball models as well if she was still here, but yeah. such is life, sadly. Yeah. Which does bring me on to parents and my parents and, and what they got me. Now, when this turned up in the post for them, given how much they'd spent on it, my mum had a fit because she thought they'd sent something wrong. Um, <laughs> so Steamforge Games, who are the people who make Guild Ball, have recently moved to a new um, resin supplier who can do better models for them. Um, and... Uh, as such, they've changed their packaging. You don't get them in those big boxes anymore. They come in a little thing like this. Um, and you can see a nice little tear along the bottom there. That's what having a toddler does to anything <laughs> nice that you've got that you happen to leave on the side of a table. And she went, ooh, and, and turn the bottle them off. Um, so this is uh, the little resin miniatures for the alchemist's guild in this one and uh, on the back of the box you can see what they look like uh, when they're unpainted. Another good thing with Guild Ball if you don't want to paint, every guild comes in its own colour so you don't need to worry about painting because you know you know, alchemists are going to be a, a dark green like this, um, cooks are red, navigators are blue, um, brewers are yellow. Yeah, so you can tell the difference just by looking That's at them. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Um, so put these together, ready for painting. Um, so there's their bit of scenery. Um, again, a really nice one for Dungeons uh, and Dragons, this, because it's an alchemist's table. There's, I'm not sure how well it's showing up. Let's see if I put a big, big grey background behind. That might work a bit better. There's little flasks, alchemical flasks, inside oh, yeah. the table. Yeah, They've got a little nice. um, bubbling pot of something or other there. Um, the tabletop, it's a nice ornate tabletop with little markings around the outside and rolled up scrolls on top of it, uh, which is good. Now, not all guilds come with tables as their thing. It's just the ones that I've got happen to do so. Um, I know the other set of alchemists come with a big bubbling pool of acid that's on the floor which is quite cool um, I'll just go through it quickly you've got their goalpost um, which is a big vat of something or other um, you've got their ball which is a tiny little flask um, I don't think I'd be happy kicking that round I don't know about anybody else but yeah. and then they're kicking an alchemist flask during a game would not be a good idea. I don't no, think. pretty much. Yeah. And then you've got their 
models as well. So their mascot is this little robot. Um, you've got Mercury, who has a giant gout of flame. So again, you could use this guy as a sorcerer model if you wanted to in your Dungeons & Dragons. Easily. easily. I know, the, the level of detail on it, annoyingly, because I've not painted it yet. You can't see it very well. But I'll put some links on later. Um, the level of detail is just absolutely amazing on them. Um, you've got this lass, uh, who I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Um, again, looks really pretty until you look closer and you see she's got horrible burn scarring on the side of her head because she's an alchemist who plays with fire. Um, you've got the leader, Midas, whose hand is made of gold. Just nice. Midas, Midas touch. Um, we've got Calculus, who's carrying a big syringe full of nastiness. Uh, and then finally, you've got Catalyst, who's a bit like Bane, pumped full of some form of drug. Um, and in the second box of Alchemist you can get, you get him when he's overdosed on it, and he's this huge hulking brute of a thing. Which is all really good fun. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah, so the starter box set, I won't open this up to show everything in it. Ugh. Convenient, it's behind my head though. Starter box set, looks like this. And in it, you can see you get Mason, uh, Brewers, Masons, and the pitch with all the different measuring accrued to mount that you might need for it for two players. So, and who, what company makes that? Uh, Steamforge Games. So Steamforge, you mentioned of, that. Yeah, Steamforge. they're based out of Manchester. Okay, nice. Um, and they are the ones who are actually doing the critical role miniatures. Oh, uh, really? I did not know that. Yes, so they, they came as a... I think it might have been an add-on to the, um, the critical role anime thing. They were minis as part of it. But no, oh. they sell those as well. So lots of good things. They also do Dungeons and Doggos, which is um, dogs in the shape of you know, the fighter, the mage, the cleric, the necromancer, all of that sort of stuff. Um, what else have they done? Back in the day, we called those gnolls. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're actual dogs. They're not, they're not gnolls. Oh, so yeah, oh okay. Cute. I haven't yeah. seen those yet. I'll, I'll send you some pictures and I'll... I'll Put it on the bottom here as well, Lucy, because they are very cute. And they've done the Dark Souls board game. They're doing the Devil May Cry one. They've done Resident Evil 2 as a board game. All sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, I've got a couple of more items I want to share. Uh, one, the first one, this is came, uh, my. I believe this was given to me by my brother-in-law. Uh, this is a game most most of our viewers will be familiar with. It's called Flux, but this is the Marvel version of Flux. Uh, I don't think it's going to be very different from any other version of Flux. And uh, so this is the Marvel version of Flux. Uh, I, uh, I, I looked at it. Uh, I'm not too hugely impressed by it. I mean, there's the art and everything with the Marvel, but it's just another version of Flux and it has a collector's coin in it. Those things don't really appeal to me a whole lot, but if that does appeal to you, uh, or if you're wanting to game with friends who uh, are really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but aren't big gamers, 
this is always a good entry point. And the nice thing about Flux is the rules are very easy to pick up on, very quick play. So a great beer and pretzels game when you're just hanging out with your friends. So there's that one. And then dun, 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 dun. I am here. All might. My wife gave me a Funko Pop All Might figurine because we love My Hero Academia in our home. Uh, I was introduced to the idea of this cartoon by three people, our friends uh, Paige and Grant Lowe, as well as Stephen Taylor. They And so my son and I began watching it. My wife joined us. Our daughter has watched it. So we just love My Hero Academia. And of course, I love All Might. Now, and I had mentioned, this is something I'd like for Christmas. It'd be a, an All Might figurine, because I like having little figurines around. I'm, that's who I am. Action figures, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but I really wanted one of a depowered All Might. The All Might after he gave his powers up, you know, after he began to lose his powers. But we really couldn't find one of those. So that's she found me. That's slight spoilers, but it is explained in the first episode. So it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, if you're getting spoilers here. You know, it's not like we're spoiling uh, The Rise of Skywalker up in here because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I hope to see it before the year is out. But uh, yeah, so All Might. A really great little Funko Pop figurine. I love it. And as one friend pointed out when I posted a picture of this on Instagram, what better gift to get uh, that during the Christmas season than the symbol of peace, uh, which I thought was totally hilarious. Uh, but yes, all my, uh, I, I, Stephen and I may end up doing the a theology of my hero academia. You never know because yes. Yes, we discussed know. this on Slack a lot. There are themes of redemption, themes of violence, uh, themes of outsiders and insiders. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to preach now, but uh, this, I love My Hero Academia. If you're not watching it, watch it. Uh, I actually subscribed to Funimation, something I never thought I'd do just so I could watch it without it being, uh, uh, without the uh, captioning, so I could watch the dubbed versions. And the dub is so, very good of it as well. The dub is excellent, and the voice actors make me jealous because, well, I would always love to do some voice acting. <laughs> I love that sort of thing, and so they did a great job. So I, I and, think we will have to contact the Lowe's and ask if they want to join us to talk about the theology of my hero academia. I'm oh, pretty I'm sure. sure they will. Um, and I'm if, sure. if you want to hear things that they talk about, uh, check out Gilmore Ball Z where they look at Gilmore Girls and Dragon Ball Z and try to see if there's any crossover between the two. And there's a surprising yeah. amount. So enjoy that one if you haven't heard it before. Yeah, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, and in the, uh, So check out Gilmore Ball Z. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is a bit of craziness because uh, I was never a Gilmore Girls fan, but I did love my Dragon Ball Z. So, so please check that out. Now, one last thing I want to show you is something, uh, while this is not the original I got back in 1983 or 84, this is Strongheart. Strongheart is an LGN toy figure 
that was made in the 1980s for Dungeons and Dragons. LGN was a toy making company in the, and they made Dungeons and Dragons figurines, uh, figures and action figures. I have some of the larger ones. Here's one of the larger ones still in the box. This is uh, Mercy on the good cleric female. And so this is Mercy on, I, I keep her in the box. But the reason I showed you the Strongheart LGN figure is because in the 1980s, my mom gave me an entire set of those figures. Uh, a company, a retail store called Montgomery Wards, which no longer exists, at least that I know of. I don't think they're around anymore. Put out a limited run. I think it was just licensed to Montgomery Wards, and it had five or six figures in it. And I got that one Christmas and I absolutely loved it. It, it. it was one of my most favorite gifts because before that, Stephen, I had never seen any miniatures related to Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I, I'm growing up in the South in a small town. I had never heard, the only miniatures I had seen were most likely Warhammer miniatures I'd seen in a large city when I came across my first D&D book. But I did not know of any accessible miniatures for a young person. So uh, while they were not the normal scale size of miniatures, I would later find out that they came out with, these miniatures were were a little bit larger, but they would be perfect for kids who were playing Dungeons and Dragons. We didn't have battle maps and all that fun stuff back then. So it, it was just a nice visual representation for me to have some figures like that. And uh, miniatures were just too difficult to find, uh, too expensive if we could have found them. And then we needed someone to teach us how to paint. And I grew up in a small rural town that those things just weren't available there. So that was an exciting thing for me, and it fueled my imagination. I know some people play D&D without miniatures and other things. They just play entire theater of the mind. But I do like having miniatures. I do like having those visuals there. And I just think it adds a really great element to the game. So there you guys go. These are some of the things that we've got for Christmas. Uh, what did you get for Christmas? Did you get something you liked? Did you get to spend time with your family? You'll notice I was talking about I got to game with my family. One of the great things, we got to watch some good Christmas movies, uh, spend time together, eat together. I hope you were able to do that during the holidays. I hope you were able to enjoy that time together. And I hope you get to, if, if you had a rough Christmas, know that we understand that too. Know that if you're, uh, things don't always go easy. Things don't always have that joy in it. Uh, sometimes the holidays are no fun. And we want you to know that while we're having a good time here, we do understand that. And there are a lot of other people that are having a difficult time. I'm a full-time pastor. I've gotten some messages from friends and people I know who have said they've had a rough holiday season this year. And I want you to know that it's okay. It's all right. It doesn't always have to be joy and laughter and light. This can be a difficult time of the year. And so if you're not having all that great joy and stuff, hopefully our video lightens your day a little bit. Hopefully that you've uh, gotten to share a little bit of our joy and excitement. 
And uh, feel free to message Stephen or myself if you need a word of encouragement or something uplifting. That's what we're here to do. We want to bring a little bit more joy into your life. I'm going to have to disappear because my yep. baby is screaming your head off. So, well, let yeah. us go. This is a perfect time to end it. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and grant you peace. Amen. Amen.